You're listening to DraftKings Network. God bless football, Billy Gill. God bless football, Stugatz. How are you? Happy Friday. Uh, thank you. Happy Friday to you as well. You started off the morning by telling me your baby shit on you. Yeah, that, that is what <laughs> happens. We got up Not early. the place you thought we were going to start. We'll, we'll get to Tua and the Bengals and the Dolphins. But your baby took a crap on you. Yeah. Um, I was getting ready, got up early because obviously there's the big Tua news that's going on. Uh, my baby was up early. My wife is on her way to work. Uh, I have my, my parents coming over before they work to watch it for a little bit while we do this. Uh, and then I, I was, you know, she's wearing clothes. She's wearing her pajamas. And then I noticed, oh, this uh, this diaper leaked. And, and now it smells horrible in here. But, hey, we got to get through God bless football. So I'll handle that situation after. She's been changed, but there's still a okay, smell good. that I need to I was, was going to gonna ask. I was... <laughs> I think I was what happened, ask if she's been changed. Thank you. Good. She has been changed, but yeah. I think what happened is it leaked through, and maybe that the, the, the smell is on me. And, right. Yeah. Are you telling me you smell like poop? I do. I do, and I'm going to figure out why that is. And uh, I, I spoiler alert: not the last time you're going to hear conversations like this on God Bless Football today. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to say with who, but there is a conversation about uh, one of our guests who, uh, who smelled a body part and it smelled like poop, but someone else's. <laughs> Peace. God bless football, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird way to start. Um, anyway, who put that diaper on, by the way? Like the original diaper. Was it you? Was it your wife? Because that's really... It's not the baby's fault. The baby just poops when the baby has to poop. It's whoever put that diaper on, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> it's a nighttime diaper. My wife uh, put it on, but it seemed like, and I went to check when, when we did the change, that uh, maybe we were dealing with more capacity than the diaper was intended for. This is a, you know. Understood, yes. Yeah, so yeah. anyway. Been there. Uh, Billy, what are people saying uh, last night, this morning in regards to Tua and that injury. The Dolphins lose the game last night. They're 3-1. The Bengals get to 2-2. Two and two. Joe Burrow has a decent game. Uh, but the big story from last night's game is the injury to Tua. Players uh, surrounding him as he's laying on the field. He's there for 10 minutes. They take him off on a stretcher. They send him to the hospital to get checked. Uh, reports are after the game. Tua traveled home with the team, had a neck brace on, was smiling, was talking to his teammates. Uh, but I know people are very upset, and the NFLPA is very upset that Tua even played last night, which I find fascinating when you consider I didn't really hear a peep about this before the game. You only hear about this stuff after an injury, after the game. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with the story, Tua had to leave the game last week against Buffalo because he sustained what he called and the Dolphins called a back injury. Many people felt like it may have been a concussion because he tumbled after he got up. Uh, but they allowed him to play last night to a one to play last night. And he sustained an injury in the second quarter. And now it looks like Tua will be out for several weeks. I mean, I think the uh, I think the big story here is obviously the injury, but it wasn't even a week. It was four days, right? Because they played yeah. on Sunday. Right. Uh, there was there, there was suspicion of concussion there. The Dolphins and an independent doctor said, no, he passed the protocol. 
NFLPA said we're opening an investigation into this. Uh, but, you know, that investigation takes a week or two. And here he is out there on a Thursday. So I don't know what, what you can do on that front, right? Where right. I guess the investigation can't take two weeks and have him continue to be playing if there were obviously uh, situations where maybe they got around the concussion protocol, which obviously everyone on the Dolphin side is adamant that they did not. Sure. Um, and you have the independent doctor who cleared him. So there's an independent doctor at every single football game. Like, and so you have to ask yourself, if you're questioning why Tua was playing last night, why would the independent doctor at the Dolphins Bills game where Tua sustained the initial injury, why would he lie about Tua being available to play? Like, what incentive would that doctor have to let Tua through the concussion protocol? My, the answer is none, right? Like, yeah, I mean, obviously there's motivation for the Dolphins to want him to get back out there, for Tua himself to want to get back out there, um, you know, because you're like an athlete. You're proud. You want to go out there. Hey, I can shake yeah. this off. I can keep playing. Um, even last week when he got injured, he was trying to run back to the line when he stumbled. Um, yes. And it looked to a lot of people like that was a, like a head injury. He hit his head on the dirt. But I mean, I'm look, I'm not a doctor. I thought it was a concussion when it happened. And then they said back injury. And I thought, mm, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure about that. But, you know, they followed the protocol. But I think now you need to look into the protocols if he's allowed to kind of continue to play. And now have a second injury. Because if, in fact, it was a concussion the first time around. Yeah. Um, and now he has a second one four days later. Obviously, you saw the severity of this one. It's incredibly dangerous. And he should not have been playing. But I don't know. But I do wonder, Bill, if they're independent injuries. Meaning, and again, I'm going to ask you this question. Last week, four days ago against the Bills. And I'm with you. I thought it was a concussion. The way he got up, the way he stumbled after he got up. It led a lot of people to believe that what uh, what Tua sustained was a concussion, not a back injury. But he goes into the locker room and there's an independent, not the Dolphins doctor, not the Bills doctor, an independent doctor is sitting there to do the to perform the concussion test. Why would that independent doctor allow Tua to go back into the game if indeed he had a concussion? They could be mutually exclusive injuries. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. I right. mean, it is. I guess possible that he did have a back injury and now he has a concussion. I just think when you see how graphic almost this injury was right. right. Where his hands kind of tense up and there isn't movement. He gets carted off the field. He has to go to a trauma center. Um, then it's, it's very easy to go back and be like, yeah, he shouldn't have been playing. Look at what happened sure. just four days ago, but also, I mean, a lot of the pregame coverage was not that. You know what I mean? It, it kind of took for that serious injury for it to be back. And obviously, there were some people saying he shouldn't have been playing. Uh, there was a former WWE wrestler who's now a doctor who had been tweeting out hours earlier that he shouldn't be in the game. And he's going to be on the local hour later. So we'll talk to him right. kind of about concussions and trauma and all of that. Uh, so you Billy, can earlier that. in the week, Lebitard asked a question to all of us. Like, would it make sense for Tua just to sit for a week? They're 3-0 and headed into, you know, 10 days off. And we all barked back and said, no, Tua wants to play. Tua should play. If he's cleared to play, uh, he should play. Um, you know, armed with hindsight now, yeah, of course. It looks like Tua maybe should have sat a game. I think the investigation is more the problem. On a short week, like if you're going to investigate someone's injury, perhaps you should allow him to play until that investigation is over, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's 
it's it's and I think there's going to be a lot of things that are taken away from this, right? You know, and we'll probably yes. revisit again, especially the way the Dolphins were. I mean, that was really more of the conversation, I think, than two at the beginning was why are the Dolphins playing four days after they played in that heat? Correct. Right. Why is the defense playing? Not just two of all the Dolphins. Right. Yeah. So yes. I think now on top of looking into the concussion protocol and looking into the process of investigations and allowing players to play. Now we're going to kind of like, should we be playing on Thursdays again? Maybe the Thursday teams are teams that play after a bye, but there's no buys this early in the season. Cause I saw that suggestion, which is that they should only be players or teams that play after a bye, but you, you don't have a buy in week three. So, right. And with this Amazon deal, I don't see Thursday night football going away until like week six. No. So yeah, man, it was a scary, it was a scary scene last night. It really was. Yep. And thankfully he's okay. I mean, he's going to be okay. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, thankfully he's okay, but you also do have to wonder um, what, if he did get two concussions within that short span, you you need to observe him obviously over the next couple of days. And he's not out of the, he's not in the clear just because he's smiling and in a neck brace, which also, I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, but man, it's quick. It's a quick to, to be released from the hospital that quickly and be smiling Correct. with a neck brace, uh, but it's a trauma center and they know more than I do. It's just, it's man. Football's crazy. Football's crazy. Yes. Uh, put it on the polls. Football crazy. Uh, Billy, when I say the 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 big story that he's OK, I, I don't care if he plays football again the remainder of the year. He has movement in his extremities when he was being carted off that field. You were thinking worst case scenario. It looked awful. He's there for 10 minutes. Jalen Waddle, his teammate at Alabama and now with the Dolphins. You could see the emotion on his face. You were thinking worst case scenario as Tua was being carted off uh, the field. So it's nice to know that even I don't care if he plays another down of football, the remainder of his career, Tua is not paralyzed. And that's what I meant. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and so if there's, I guess, some good news to come out of that situation, it would be it would be that. Um, the game itself, Billy, it's hard to transition and talk about the game. It's hard for me to talk about how much I like the Bengals uniform. It's hard for me to talk about how much I don't like Amazon's coverage of the game. It's really? Hard for me. Yeah. And it's hard for me to talk about how bad Teddy Bridgewater is. It just. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> why don't you like the Amazon's coverage of the game? The way like, I don't know. Have you noticed? It's like a different. The, the the picture is different than you would get on like normal TV. I don't know. Is it just my television? It moves weird. It's like the cameras are too close to the action, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. You didn't I mean, notice I, that, huh? I didn't notice that. I I mean, really? yeah, that, that, it was a tough game to watch, though, especially after the injury. Like you're watching it and, and you it's tough, right? It's tough because because you're like, what are, what are we doing? Like someone was yes. just carted off the field. We're just getting right back into the game now. Right. Um, and then obviously selfishly like yeah, is I mean, I know what this is going to be t- with Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> this isn't going to be. And, and it was not. He almost I mean, pulled it out. I mean, he did almost pull it out. But I mean, it was right. like a field goal game where it was just we're right. kicking back and forth. Lots of punts. It, it wasn't it wasn't a, a very entertaining. I, I didn't find it to be a very entertaining game. Also, my takeaway of Amazon's coverage. I, I know that there's bias on here. Just I, man, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out on Ryan Fitzpatrick. You you don't like Fitzpatrick, yeah. I, and it wasn't like to be perfectly honest with you. I thought we were kind of in the wrong in the Fitzpatrick situation, not in the initial question, but in the like constant follow ups of the question that kind of right. agitated him. Like we could have done a better job with that, right? Right. So it was um, Dan's fault, not mine. Just so we're clear. 
we were at fault, I think, in that situation. We were at fault (laughs) in that situation. But uh, before he got mad at us and he was talking about Tua, like you could tell he wasn't like a big Tua guy. Like he was still kind of harboring some resentment, I felt like, towards Tua. Right. Um, and that Tua started over him and Tua's gotten off to a hot start. And then now that he's covering the game, him and Tua are best friends and he's joking around with him playing the ukulele. And I was like, mm, I don't know, man, like this Funny. feels, yeah. this doesn't feel, and the, you know, just a little look at me, Louis situation. It just felt weird before the game. I was like, I don't know about you, Ryan. <laughs> Why? You feel like he's a phony? Why don't you just say it? I don't think that he, I, I just, in talking to him a couple of weeks ago, he did not seem like a huge to a guy and he so- seemed to be kind of like resentful. Right. And then when he's covering his game, he's now like best friends with Tua, calling himself to his mentor, joking around with him. And it's like, yeah, we didn't have this energy a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Nor did know. they have that relationship a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's what the offense looks like when two is not playing, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and for everyone that's kind of critical of Tua, the team looks totally different when Tua's not out there. Say what you will. I mean, he still had some reckless throws when he was out there. He had an interception. He had balls that he was just heaving down the field, hoping to make something happen that could have been intercepted. But, man, that that offense slowed down without him there. He did have some of those bad throws. He did throw some balls up in the air. The deep ball is not his strength. But that mid-range ball, he is so good and so accurate on those passes. And he just moves the team 15, 20, 25 yards at a time uh, right down the field. He is a really, really good quarterback. Hopefully, uh, he's going to be okay. Hopefully. And now this is the tricky part because we just talked about what a crazy game it is. And I'm going to sit here and say, and most often fans probably agree, Hopefully we'll see him in a couple of weeks playing quarterback again for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the crazy part of all of this, right? Is crazy. that while, while you watch it and while, while you feel for him, obviously uh, you, you start wondering, especially now you have 10 days off right before the next game, right. not this Sunday, next Sunday. Um, and I would think that he won't be out there, but who knows? But you don't know, right? You don't, you don't know. And then depending on how that game goes, let's say they drop another one. Then you start asking when's Tua coming back. And it's like, oof. like I, I feel for him today, but as a dolphin fan, you wonder how quickly are they going to want him back out there? If things don't go well with Teddy Bridgewater. And that's kind of like, that's a double-edged sword, I guess, with football, right? Where it's, you know, what you're watching is horrible. Yeah, and then your fandom comes back in, and you're like, "I want to get them back out there." Yep, uh, they're off. Uh, they have a bye week, then they're at the Jets. They play Minnesota. They're home with Pittsburgh. They're at Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, Houston, San Francisco. It's a very, it's an easier portion uh, of their schedule. Regardless, from an on-field perspective, the Dolphins off uh, still. If you told me New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati, first four games before the season, what would the record be? Most Dolphin fans would have taken uh, two and two. Uh, and here you are sitting at three and one, uh, and you'll be tied for first place in all likelihood. Oh, we'll see. We'll see how Buffalo does against Baltimore this weekend. Uh, but the Dolphins will be at least in a tie for first place in the AFC East through four weeks. Um, we hope and pray that Tua is okay. Billy, we should also say before we move forward, God bless football, uh, football this week. Chris Sims going to join us. Golik going to join us. We got, we got back to basics this week. Okay. Uh, Golik. Chris Sims, Mojo and the boys, and of course, golfer Max Homa talking football with us. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, before we get to our game with DraftKings, we should uh, 
We should send our thoughts and prayers with everyone on the West Coast of Florida. You and I are very yeah. close in proximity down here. Um, obviously, we're on the East Coast of Florida. Uh, but what they went through this week with the hurricane, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone. And I'm certain you want to say something as well in that Fort Myers area, because, Billy, we saw some of the footage yesterday. And it's speaking of very hard to watch. That was very difficult for any of us down here who are familiar with those areas, who have been to those beaches, been to those areas, been to Sanibel Island, at least for me, that was very difficult to see. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's absolutely horrible. And ruined, uh, Bill. It's it's ruined. Yeah, Destroyed. you saw the yeah. bridge to Sanibel. You can't even get in or out of that island now. I'm assuming they're going to have to set up some sort of ferry system to get people back or get people out. Um, yeah, I mean, I have I have family that lives in Tampa. I was very concerned about that headed into it. Um, you know, our friend Amber Wilson lives right around yeah. Sarasota. K-Funk lives in Tampa. Mojo lives in Orlando. Like a lot of people were affected by this. There's lots of flooding and and just damage that th it, it doesn't seem real because um, you see it on TV and you don't think this could ever happen here. Um, and, and people get kind of like, you know, complacent and, and you hope if there's another one, if anything ever happens like that, again, everybody gets out, everybody's safe. And that's kind of like the unknown right now is how many people stayed around. But yeah, that they they need our help. And I'm sure that over the coming days, there'll be places that you can kind of donate to help those people in that community, because that that is going to be months and years of rebuilding uh, that community. So yep. hopefully everyone got out. Everybody's safe. Um and we wish them the best and, and they can get back to as normal a life as possible uh, in the next, you know, it's going to be a rough one for them for a while. So yeah. hell of a week we're having down here, Bill. Yeah. Uh, God bless football, though, Billy. God bless football. Yeah, there's no easy transition. It's weird that now we're just hopping right back into a football show celebrating football and our love for football after the football that we watched uh, and after the hurricane that came through here and and Bucks. Seemingly are going to be playing on Sunday night in Tampa. So in Tampa. Yeah. yeah and by the way, so listen, Billy and I taped this show throughout the week. You're not going to hear any guests talk about last night's game, the Tua injury, none of it, because all this yeah. stuff is, is taped throughout the week. So that's why Billy and I wanted to come on this morning and address it ourselves. So uh, Billy. Uh, also, before, also yeah. uh, we went, when we do hear from K funk and Mojo, uh, we taped that before the hurricane as well. We've heard from them since they are doing fine. Uh, yes. If anyone is wondering about that. So, yes. Uh, well done by you. Uh, before we get to our first guest here, uh, what are we doing with DK this week? We have a game, right? It's almost sold out already. Bill. This is crazy. <laughs> it is actually. We haven't promoted it this week yet. <laughs> our fantasy matchup uh, against us is DKNG.co slash Levitard. You can compete against us. Uh, as we're taping this, there's only about 40 slots left. So Stugat, you and I need to get in on this because this isn't usually how it works out. And I'm going to, this is good. I'm going to have to talk to DraftKings to uh, raise the entries for next week because usually we're there on Saturday and Sunday, kind of like, I hope this fills out. And we haven't even told anyone about it yet. And we, we ourselves have not gotten in. So we need to do that as soon as we're done taping this <laughs> to make sure that we can compete in our own uh, daily fantasy competition for DraftKings. So, all right. All right. So uh, get in on that if you can. <laughs> well, Billy yeah. and I will let you know if we made our own game. Um, all right, Billy, you have Chris Sims. You have Mike Golick Sr. You have Mojo and the boys. You have Stu, you got everyone wants my picks because I'm 15 and five in college football. I'm winning at an 80 percent clip. I took like 12 games. this week. Yeah, you notice? you're playing with fire. You are 100 percent playing with fire. 
I'm starting to feel good about myself. Yeah. It's a problem. It really is. And you also have Max Homa. <laughs> what a weird show we put together here. Um, where are we going first, Billy? Where are you taking the audience? Let's start out with Golik this week. You love starting out with Golik. You know. Yeah. People love Golik. How about the guy who complained that Golik's not a part of God Bless Football anymore on Twitter? And we're like, hey, dude, he started the show with us last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens. People don't listen. Yeah. I'm one of them. God bless people. God bless people. Let's get to my colleague senior. You reading anything into that little schism with Mahomes and uh, the enemy? I I mean, you know, the anything you see on the field, disregard Mm -hmm. anything Two players fighting a coach and a player fighting. Everything gets heated. The emotion of the moment. Pat uh, Mahomes wanted to go for it. Obviously, Bienemy and and Andy and believe me, Andy's involved in this. Decided decided not to to take it into the locker room. You know, the, the only difference is that you know normally what you like to do is take that into the locker room so it's not out on the field. Sure. But do I take anything from it? Absolutely not. Nothing in the heat of the moment. It's kind of like in NASCAR when they get the microphones right in the driver's faces and they're too busy flipping off or trying to punch the guy in the car. There's emotion that, that goes with it right, right in the moment. So, no, I, I never take any of that stuff, you know, to heart that goes on on the sideline. Did you ever fight with a coach, Mike? Uh, not on, uh, not on the field. Um, only in meetings one time, uh, and and uh, on and on the practice field, I never did. But my coach squared off. My coach Dale Hop was a was a great coach, but man, he he would not back down from anybody. And we went at it in the meeting room one time because he benched me because of an article I did in the paper. Um, you know, so it was, uh, I went into his office. I'm one of those guys. I, I talk face to face. So I went right into his office and we, right. we bitched and screamed at each other for a while. And, uh, I was still benched. Uh, but, but it felt good to get it off my chest. Are you excited about your Eagles, Mike? A lot of people feel like they're the best team in the league. I think they're the most talented team in the league. It doesn't mean they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I think top to bottom, Mike, the Eagles are the most talented team. In the league. Well, I, I think you said it there top to bottom. Um, so you look at balance offensively and defensively. We talked about Buffalo that way as well. And I know Buffalo just lost to Miami. And, you know, Buffalo fans will sit there and say, hey, we didn't have our entire secondary. Five starters on defense were out. Three O linemen were different. Bottom line is you play the game, you lost. It was, it was a close game. Uh, and, and that'll obviously meet again maybe a couple of times. We'll have to wait and see. But I thought I think they're a very balanced team, and I think Philly may be the most balanced team. You know, they did the right thing for Jalen. They got him more weapons. That A.J. Brown move looks to be great. Devontae Smith is yeah. playing incredibly well. We know they have a really good running game. He's not going to be a 40-touchdown guy, but what you want in most, what most quarterbacks, when they have their goals in the beginning of the year, one of them on interceptions is single digits. So if you can get, I don't know where Jalen's now. What's he at? Four touchdowns, one interception, I think. So if he could be a 20, 25 touchdown guy, but single digit interceptions, that's what's going to carry them. And then obviously their running, including him, is really good and their defense is playing well. And knock on wood about that old line, because that old line we always say is one of the best in the league. And then unfortunately, they have injuries that changes that right now. They're pretty healthy, um, so it's it's going well for them. Um, I know there's been a few people already picking Jacksonville this week over Philly, which will be interesting. But you got to love the way Jacksonville's playing. I mean, you want to talk about the difference of a coach 
and then the maturation of a second-year player in, in Trevor Lawrence. It's pretty impressive what's happening there. Uh, it is. By the way, Jalen Hurts, seven touchdowns, four in the air, threw, uh, three on the ground. So he has seven touchdowns against one interception. So okay, saying, so – so, Stuff like that, they're talented enough. So, yeah, so, I mean, from a passing Protect standpoint – ball, yeah. Passing standpoint, he has four touchdowns. If he could get in the 20 range, low 20, 20 to low 20s, and keep the interceptions to single digits, because you know he's going to get the run in the yards running and touchdown. So I think that's a key for them. Mike, and you inv- – I was thinking about this on my drive, uh, my drive in today. Can you envision a scenario in which Bill Belichick gets fired? Like no. Robert Kraft's really no. He's no. got that job as long as he wants that job. Here's here's what I here's what I think will happen if we're getting to that point. He and Robert Kraft will have that meeting to where Bill will either say, "I want to I want to pull a Brad Stevens," you know, or I'm going to go to the front office. Or I just, you know, I've had enough. I, I'm going to retire. So I don't think it's going to be a firing. I, I think there'll be a compromise behind closed doors on how it's going to end for, for Belichick. My everybody's sexy pick going into this season was the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. And in one week, they lose their best pass rusher and their star left tackle. Justin Herbert's getting injections in his ribs. Can they, can they withstand this? Can they still be a contender? Well, I mean, again, you know, we we start. I remember we started this last year with the NFC West saying it was the best division in all of football, and by the end of the season, it was not. We started the season by saying the AFC West was the best division in football. We already have an 0-3 Raiders team. You know, Russell Wilson, even though they won that game against San Fran, looking shaky, you know, right now at the quarterback position. And then the injuries. It's the one thing we can make all the predictions we want in the world, but you can't predict injury. So you lose your left tackle. And, and a great pass rusher. I mean, you just don't see that coming. Herbert can be fine with the injection. Again, I, I, I did the same thing. Again, there's a difference of a great quarterback and an average D lineman, but you can have the same injury. And I got shot up for 13 weeks uh, with that thing, but was able to play. And I remember reading, looking at Twitter during the game, and he made some really great throw during the game. And somebody was like, man, I can't believe in his situation he's able to make that throw. And I tweeted back, I said, dude, he got a needle and he doesn't feel it. Of course he can make the throw, you know? top five throw I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, he doesn't feel it. That's why you get the numbing shot, so you can go out and perform on the field. Now, I'm not going to say if you can get damaged more, or let me tell you, two hours after the game, you're you're hurting when that shit wears off. I said, but that's, that's why you get the shot. So you're able to do the things on the field that you normally can do. But yeah, I mean that you have to think that their their chances of taking a hit, especially in the AFC, which is a pretty deep, you know, conference compared to the NFC. So those injuries, you know, when they start mounting up, and that's kind of been Baltimore the last couple of years. There's always a mass unit team out there, and you just hope you're not that team each year. Uh, what are you excited about in college this weekend, Mike? There's some good games, some really well, good games. That NC State-Clemson game really excites me. Me too, because I, I really want to kind of get a handle on how good Clemson is for when Notre Dame plays them later in the season. Of course. Um, so, you know, how about I, NC State, Mike? They're undefeated as well. Listen, I, I covered them last year a couple of times. I do like them a lot. They got the serious arrow pointing up on them. I was a little surprised Clemson gave up as many points as they did going to double overtime. Sam Hartman, you know, playing for Wake. Again, he's been there for, you know, 90 years. Um, But that defense, I always thought Clemson was one of the best in the country, and they gave up a lot of points. I was a little surprised at that. I'm also looking forward to the Arkansas-Alabama game. Alabama is not been Alabama this year. They're still one of the best teams, 
but they haven't been that Alabama yet. And they're facing Arkansas. I love Sam Pittman there. I know they lost last week. Should have won. You had a guy who career over 80% making field goals hits the I mean, doesn't hit the upright, hits the top of the upright. Yeah. I mean, literally so high that it bounced on the top of the upright and bounced back, and they would have won that game last week and still be undefeated. So I'm looking forward to that game. Sam Pittman always has a tough team. He was a former old line coach, now a head coach. A lot of toughness in, in the teams that he has. So I'm looking forward to that one. I agree with you, but Alabama's a 17-point favorite on the road. That's yeah, just because I, it's Alabama. Yeah, right? to because it's Alabama, yes. I mean, I, I did the Alabama-Arkansas game last year in, Al- in Alabama, and Alabama had a big lead, and Arkansas made a nice comeback on them. Um, so I, I, am da- I, am, I am excited to see this one as well as North Carolina State Clemson. I think Kentucky... Kentucky playing Ole Miss, I think, as well. Yeah, both uh, undefeated. Yeah, Kentucky that should be an, seven in the country. Yeah, man. yeah, that should be another good one too. Yeah, for me, college football is in a really weird, and I guess it's been there for a while now. Where even though we sit here, we talk about Kentucky, NC State, even Clemson, Mike, even Clemson, who was one of those teams that you would say, okay, they're one of four teams that has a shot at a national championship. It's really bad for the sport, and you know when you have two teams, Mike, it's yeah. Georgia, Alabama, and really nobody else. You want to throw in Ohio State? Fine. I think they lose to both those teams, but it's in a it's in a weird spot, and maybe it will turn with NIL. But when you only have two teams headed into the season, it's like, all right, I want to get excited for Kentucky or Old Miss, and whoever wins, they still have a chance. But I know when they face Georgia or Alabama, they're going to lose. So, like, what's the point of getting excited about these games? Any it's tough. Chance? Yeah. No. Listen, I, I I agree. It's tough, but I don't know if we'll get more parity with NIL or not so much NIL. The transfer portal, because, I, again, I go back to Marshall beating Notre Dame. Right. And I think we talked about this. You look at the Marshall roster, the amount of Power 5 transfers they got was really impressive. And, again, it could be for any reason. A guy goes to Florida State and doesn't get along with the coach, isn't playing like he thought he would, and, and a lot of guys will immediately say, I'm transferring. And that's fine if they want to. And you get the freebie now where you can transfer and play. So you're seeing that more. So you're seeing guys leave their original schools and go maybe to a smaller school, and that school becomes a little more powerful. But your point is still a valid one. We'll see it. We'll see more in the playoffs when it goes to twelve or sixteen teams, which I'm glad they're going to do. Um, then at least you know you'll get get a team that says, "Hey, we're in the playoffs." Whether they get right. smoked or not, we'll see. But I don't know how much will change. You know, you're still going to have those top teams until somebody knocks them off. You know, Cincinnati got in last year, and everyone was like, "Okay, you know, a non-power five, here we go." You know, and they get smoked. You know, in the semifinals, we see we we saw Notre Dame lose big time twice in the semifinals. Though I will say, for those that want to bitch at Notre Dame, the two times Notre Dame lost big in the semis, the team that beat them one year was Alabama, one year it was Clemson. In the championship game, they beat their opponent worse than they beat Notre Dame. So I don't want to hear that Notre Dame didn't belong. You know, all you Notre Dame haters out there, I'll be holding on to that for a long time. Yeah, you like the twelve team playoff because Notre Dame get in every year, right? Yeah, why wouldn't I? I should I not? Should I not like that? Should I say, oh, let's get a system where Notre Dame can stay independent, make all their money, but not be able to get into the playoffs? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, you don't mind getting in there as a 12 seed? You're fine. Just get no, in there. No, that's right. exactly yeah. right. Then you get, you know what? You can't win the championship if you're not in the playoffs, right? right. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, feels like you're cheating. I mean, oh, does it? Does yeah. it though? Really? I mean, you're Notre Dame. You don't need 12 teams. It should, you should be one of four. You should be in that group, that group of four. Do, do you not like the expanded playoffs? 
I mean, I did. Well, I feel like we're going to run to the same problem. Like Kentucky's going to get in and get blown out in the first round. Okay. But, but, but right. like, what I like about the college football regular season is you have the fact of playoff games. Like right. that Kentucky Ole Miss game is a playoff game. You're still going to have it. Right. You're, you're still going to have it, Stu. Instead of instead of five and six, seven and eight, it'll be 13, 14, 15, Higher. 16. Yes. So it'll right. just be pushed down, but you'll still have those kind of situations. All right, let's wrap it up here, Mike. God bless football. God bless football. Homa. <laughs> so, guys. Max, we're going to talk some football with you, okay? Okay. Well, because you were a football star in high school, and... Uh... Me? <laughs> That's what he keeps saying. He's like, you know, Max was a great football player. I go, when was this? And he's I like, in high school. He was not a great football player, and I did not play in high school. I played flag football through junior high, and then realized <laughs> your boy doesn't have the... Uh speed height or toughness <laughs> where'd you get this information from Stu Gatz? uh inside sources billy okay <laughs> oh god he was a uh, four-time first team all football league selection were you not a foothill in high school yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> i'm reading it incorrectly i'm such an asshole <laughs> a lot has happened since the last time the homie spoke with you max a lot of great <laughs> things have happened you won your fifth tournament on tour you were 4-0 at the president's cup team united states won you're walking around with a little swagger right now aren't you i was walking around real tired for a couple of days but uh yeah i guess I, it'll be pretty cool going to the next uh, tournament you know coming off a couple of great weeks it's always fun going to the next event after you win because uh you know a bunch of your friends you get to see that you don't live by you know you can kind of get the congrats hugs or whatever but uh this will be extra special being a president's cup member now it's a pretty dream back-to-back weeks i could not have thought that one up so that was uh that was about as cool as it gets for me the last time we had you on we aired in trying to pit you against tony finau and we had the Feenuts, which was us yeah and then we became the homies and I hadn't even considered the fact that there could be a union between the two of you until this past weekend where the Feenuts and the homies united. We were so united. I, I love Tony. What an amazing partner to have. I forgot that we were uh, at one point uh, battling for for support. But yeah, it was cool that we could. And maybe that's why we went undefeated because we could uh, align both sides of the aisle and uh, form like a super team. <laughs> Would you say you yourself are a Feenut? I am absolutely a Feenut. Max, are you tired of talking about the Live Tour? Are you tired of it? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely tired of it. I, I guess it's ever-changing, so there's some things I feel like... Th- this whole thing has become kind of like politics, right? If you if you are one side, it's like you have to be all in, and if you're the other, you're all in, which I don't I don't find quite true. There's there's things that are ever-evolving that that's why we keep getting asked about it, but I'm, I'm tired of you know, we did a media stuff last week and everybody pretty much answered the same question. And one answer got publicized more than everybody else. And it was just, it just feels unfair. I understand uh, in media, you know, you're obviously going for stories and, and interests and, and all these things, but it's just very difficult. We get kind of told, you know, by the random internet bot or whatever that we we're so whiny and we always talk about the live and they never talk about us, but the difference is, is we get asked about it every week and they do not. They they uh, they get to kind of go on and do their thing. And, and we're kind of stuck as people who haven't done anything different. Uh, we get asked about it a lot. Um, but I, I'm tired of talking about it just because it's it's uh, I feel like it's it's in a good way for them. I guess old news like they're off and running and we're off and running and everything feels like it's kind of 
minus the lawsuit, it's pretty, it feels like we're kind of back to just everyone's playing golf, which is nice. So I feel like everything else is kind of a moot point at this, at, at, at this rate. What are you going to do with the $2 billion when they give it to you? I don't know, man, but that, that would be, uh, <laughs> I, I would, I would blow it out for a couple of weeks for sure. Uh, I don't know what you do with $2 billion, but, uh, I would, I would figure something out. I know that. You would gamble it now, <laughs> man. I would gamble some of it. I guess <laughs> there's a lot of money. You're going to have a kid soon, huh? Yeah. It's a one, one more month. I'm getting uh, I have someone come to the house today to help teach us uh, some things we need to be ready for. So, uh, it's getting very real. You're not going to learn anything. I mean, I, no offense, but you're not going to learn anything. I have a one-year-old You can try now. all you want, but you're going to yeah. learn on the fly is what he's it, trying to say. Yeah, yeah for sure. It yes. doesn't even matter. As soon as you get to the hospital, they're going to be there like a day, and then the second day, they're going to be like, you ready to go home? And it's like, let's <laughs> one more day, please. And <laughs> then you're quickly going to hear Yeah, it's, you're not going to learn anything. No, I, I know, but uh, at least make me, I'll feel like I am semi-prepared. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, obviously, they, they hand you the kid and, off you go. And, uh, you know, a bunch of people have done a great job, obviously raising kids. So I feel like we'll be fine, but maybe just like, maybe there'll be one nugget in here that I will, uh, really hold on to. Are you having a boy or a girl? A boy. Oh, mm. Uh oh, see, cause like I had a girl and my thought was no matter what I do, most serial killers aren't girls. So like, I probably can't raise a serial killer, but you're having a boy or, so. or, 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 they're really good serial killers that haven't been caught. That might be it, too. Excellent. I never considered that. That's yeah. a nice spin right there. Are you nervous about becoming a dad? You know, I'm actually not. I'm really excited for, for that. Like, especially having a boy, I guess, having kind of a mini me, at least for a little while, I think will be really cool. Uh, I'm nervous for all the things I don't know what I should be nervous about yet. You know, the kind of exactly what you said, stuff that's just going to happen on the fly that I have no idea about. That makes me nervous. But the raising of a human uh, to be a good person, I think I, I will do a, a good job at. Are you a gambler at all or not really? Um, yeah. Okay, so Stugatz likes to ask people to pick games. and he Wait, Time out, Max. Have you oh. noticed that I am choking right now on a time bar? Have you noticed the entire interview? Because I can barely speak right now. I'm choking. I have not. I have not. Not so kind. I'm about to die, bar. Max. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. That would be the most I am about to, to die right in front of you guys. <laughs> Is that what you're choking on, by the way? Because he keeps putting a in the chat bar. privately, like, someone go, I'm choking, I can't breathe. I'm like, anyone, <laughs> ask Max a question, because I am dying over here. Why are he you laughing? It. He keeps eating it. No, I'm, not, I'm drinking water to try to help myself, and I keep asking you guys to ask questions. I apologize, but ask him a question. <laughs> Billy asked about gambling. You like to gamble? I do. I When I, when I win, it's a lot more fun than when I lose. <laughs> <laughs> uh do you have bad beat stories there's been a few bad ones i remember i can't remember all the games but two weeks ago at uh fortinet i was watching svp and stanford steve's uh bad beats segment which is like my favorite on tv it's great. and uh man there were a couple in there that they, they hurt to watch uh some that i didn't even have you know that didn't involve me at all uh but i feel like that's what makes people so uh into it is because sometimes you lose and it's damn near as entertaining as when you win an easy one. You're going to leave me hanging, aren't you guys? I mean, you just... I want you to keep asking me questions. <laughs> I like when you're you're kind of growling. Because no, I'm really flying. mad right now because I love talking to you, but I'm choking on a 
time bar, Max Homa. And so, like, I'm choking. I feel like I'm choking <laughs> during a round of golf right now. I did. Disappointed <laughs> in myself. By the way, did you see, you mentioned SVP. Did you see his dog take a shit on the floor in the middle of an interview, like, last week? No. Yes. <laughs> That's his new pup, too. Yeah, so he was on Slow News Day with Kevin Clark, and he was talking about his new dog, and then all of a sudden his dog in the background was just kind of, like, stumbling around and just took a shit on the floor in the middle of the interview. <laughs> That is awesome. I, when, we, uh, when we first got our dog, Scotty, she had this one room in the house that for whatever reason, like that was her poop room and no one ever went in it. And we got to the point where if I saw her, like she would take off towards it. I knew exactly what was happening. I'd be sprinting after her, but she's, you know, less than one years old that I'm trying to figure out how the hell I'm going to pick up a dog while they're taking a dump and then somehow navigate my way outside. It never worked, but, uh, those are the good memories of the puppies that at the time you hate it. And then in the future, you reminisce on it. <laughs> Get ready. You just cause... described the first few months of parenthood, my friend, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out how to pick something up while it's taking a shit. That's about that's it. A great point. All right, cool. And then I already have some practice. So that's exciting. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking a shit on this interview, to be honest. Yeah. With you. yeah. So you were trying to set up a bet between you and Max where the result is you're caddying for him. And he well, you just can't you caddy off. for me. That, that, that's just, you, <laughs> you have to hit like a 16-leg parlay to be able to earn that one. I, I have a caddy, and I very much enjoy being around him. Yeah, but this is just for like a practice round. That's all. I mean, I think, <laughs> That's you know, a big part of my week. <laughs> well, come on, please. I mean. That's a huge part of my you week. You were the star of the President's Cup team, man. You don't need to prepare anymore. You're yeah, you know fun. why? Because I, I played a bunch of practice rounds. <laughs> with his caddy. With his real with his <laughs> with caddy. Who caddy. took the time and scouted the course and did all that stuff. <laughs> right. All right, so what's the wager here? What Can I play a round of golf with you? How about that? A round of golf. Uh, yeah, that, that that's a good that's a good wager. Okay. Now, what if I lose? I never ask you that question again. Is that you fair? You have to eat four kind bars back-to-back -back on camera. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to die right now. You keep laughing. The three of you keep laughing at me, no okay? Water. Because I'm telling you, I'm going to croak any minute. I'm not joking. I've never heard of anyone dying from a kind bar. I know. It, listen, it, for, in radio, it is probably not the best idea, uh, idea to eat chocolate and peanuts right before you go on the <laughs> It's probably not. Uh, Max Oma is with us. Billy, do you have games for us to pick? I don't know if I can see him because I have tears in my eyes because I'm coughing so badly. All right, Max. The first one is the Jaguars at the Eagles. The Eagles are a six and a half point favorite. Man, I hate betting favorites, but I got to go with the Eagles. They're 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 hot. They look good, and uh, the Jags did just have a. They looked a lot better. That Trevor Lawrence is 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 a good player, but that's what I've been saying. I feel like in Philly, it's hard to it's hard to play in Philly just because they they're not the nicest fan base. Shout out right. to my mom who is a huge Eagles fan. So I got Eagles, or else she might. She might kick me out the family. This is for a round of golf with Max Homa. And, and also, <laughs> if I lose, then I can't ask him ever again to play golf. So this is big for me. But I have to go opposite of Max here. So if he takes the Eagles, I'll take the Jags plus six and a half, Billy, okay? Okay. I'm going to have to hedge this. <laughs> How are you going to hedge it? That's funny. I don't want... <laughs> know. I got I to gotta have another bet with somebody else about uh, – no, you should have a bet with someone else side. and say, hey, if I lose this bet, yes, you have exactly. to play my round of golf with two guys. Yes, <laughs> exactly. With another golfer, right? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Get Tony right. Finau on the phone. Yes, exactly. All right, Bills at Ravens. Ravens are a three-and-a-half-point underdog. All right, go ahead, Max. Ravens. No, no, no doubt about that one. All right, I'm going to uh, – well, Jesus Christ. 
Oh, you I'll have take, to take the Bills. You like don't that's have a bad to. Thing. You no, don't no. have to take the opposite. It's such a guys. great point by Max. He's like, oh, you're going to be stuck with Josh Allen. Yeah, I yeah, mean, well, normally that's a good thing, but Lamar Jackson's the best player in the league for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go Ravens too. I like the Ravens plus three and a half. You're right, Billy. I don't have to go opposite on everyone. All so right, we have the Seahawks. Uh, they're taking on the Lions, right? The Lions are minus six at home. Lions, Seahawks, Lions minus six at home. I am a huge Jared Goff fan, and I've been a big fan of these uh, this this new age Dan Campbell Lions team. So I'm I'm riding with the. Uh, I guess I'm just going all home team so far, but I'm going with the Lions. That's the Cal Berkeley connection. Is that why are you a fan? Yeah, a fan of golf. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he went to Cal, watched him in college, uh, know him a bit. He actually is uh, engaged to a friend of mine from high school as well. So uh, yeah, but I just. Uh, Followed him, obviously, when he went to the Rams. And then when he went to the Lions, uh, was kind of a, a essentially forced to be a fan. Mm. And I've watched a lot more games now. And I like what that coach is doing. I like their uh, their whole offensive scheme now. I feel like everything's kind of lining up for them to have at least a little bit of a better better run for uh, the next next few years than we've seen for the last, I don't know, I'm 31 for the last 31 years. I love that you love Dan Campbell. That's funny. Um, He's awesome, man. How can't you love him? <laughs> yeah, that dude is a freaking awesome, awesome coach. Why? Because he, like, the coach speak, the way he talks, he just talks like yeah, a coach, Yeah, I just right? think, like, obviously, I don't know about his X's and O's or whatever, and maybe, and maybe they're not great, but there is a part of coaching when people say the right things and they motivate you, and he seems like the ultimate motivator in the NFL. You see it with Tomlin as well. Like, he seems to get the teams behind oh. him. And I, I just like I like that a lot as somebody who, again, I play individual sport. But even when my coach says little things, I mean, it just they hit home a lot. I'm taking the Lions minus five because I also love Dan Campbell. Uh, we have the Jets at the Steelers. Oh, shit, Mikey. <laughs> Jets at Steelers. Uh, you love Tomlin. The Steelers are three point favorites. Who are you going with? So my dad is a Steelers fan. Uh, we grew up watching the Steelers. I don't know why I'm very not sold on them at all. Uh, their quarterback well just in general i just think that transfer obviously ben leaving it's always hard they do look okay golly i just don't now i'm stuck with like i feel like i've picked c a bunch of times on a scantron and a test in college in a row and i don't want to bet another home team but the other options the jets (laughs) yeah i don't love the jets now i gotta go steelers i gotta keep it in the family robert let me hear you do it you want me to do Robert it? Robert Sala would. Let me hear you do it. Hold on a second. He's talking about Robert Sala. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> one second. Sala would whoop your ass. Is that what you said? Yeah. He, he don't 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 anybody ever tell him I, I didn't pick his team. He's, He's scary, keeping receipts. <laughs> He's keeping receipts. So you want Tomlin to know you didn't pick his team though? No, no. I got I got to pick his. So uh, I got to go Steelers. All right, I'm going to go Jets here, Mike. You heard oh, me boy. say it. I'm going to take the Jets to win outright. How about that? Zach Wilson's That's, back, Mikey. Gosh. <laughs> Commanders at Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going with the Commanders. I, I am such an anti-America's team thing. It's so old. I got way too many friends from way so too many parts the of the country that are big. Big Cowboys. Well, that that is that, that that's a cheap joke right there. Uh, <laughs> I, you I just played for is. America at the President's Cup. What are you doing? It's a cheap joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the Commanders. They're all right. I mean, man, maybe they could turn things around. But I just I can't. I just don't like the Cowboys. Very Taking much. their Reds. It was it, Max. You're right. It was a cheap joke, but it was a good yeah. joke. Right? Well, it was a great I joke. I don't know. Uh, maybe Billy and you should play golf. I'm going to take the Cowboys here, <laughs> minus three and a half. All right, I'm going to take the Cowboys three and a half. Not because so you're Mac pandering to all of the nation. 
I, yeah. well, I am, and I'm also picking against Carson Wentz. That's really what I'm doing there. Let's go Bears at Giants. Giants minus three at home. The two worst two-and-one teams of all time in the NFL. I'm going to ride with the Bears because I, I, they, they are not good at all. But huh. uh, I feel like in, in just a slop fest of, of, of shit, uh, yes. they might actually sneak out at least a cover. I'm just not, I'm not seeing it from the Giants to be able to run away with the game. So I'm kind of hoping that the you know fields and all them can kind of keep it somewhat close. There's been a few of those games where it's been 11 to 10, 14 to 12. So I'm kind of thinking we might get another one of those in that game. This is the best analysis any it's, of our guests have had so far. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me tell you, Mike Golick is on this show. Mike Golick Jr. is on this show. Aaron Rodgers was just on this show a week ago. <laughs> Chris Sims is on this show. No one talks football the way Max Alma does. Nobody. Tell, tell Aaron that for me. I'm friends with him. Tell him I, I talk football like him. Maybe he okay. taught me. No, you talk better than him. We barely talk football with Aaron Rodgers. We talk about uh, tripping out. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think I think he and I agree that I'm going to do mushrooms with him or something like that. I don't know. You got to. Maybe that'll be my bet. If you lose this, you got to go down and do ayahuasca. Okay. Wow. I, I like that. Wow. I'm in. All right. I get to play around with you if I lose. If I don't, you get to watch me trip out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good deal. Uh, who's your best friend in the NFL? Is it Aaron or someone else? Yeah, Aaron. I talked to Aaron a lot. He is a golf nut. He's been incredibly helpful with my career the last, you know, two and a half years. Pretty amazing to have somebody who is, I know, I know the whole, obviously I'm not going to get into like the Brady Rogers goat thing, but like, I, I've never seen anybody play quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and to be able to have a buddy who is great, great, great at what they do. Uh, be able to impart words of wisdom on me. He's very smart, you know, even football he's very very smart it's been crazy to have uh all that all that kind of like wealth of knowledge uh, and you know he's played a pretty good part in kind of my mental approach to you know my craft so that's been pretty cool and i, I obviously there's just nothing like watching aaron Rodgers throw football it's it's amazing expand on this tweet i'll make my pick in a second uh although father time is undefeated he's got to be at least a little nervous about tom brady <laughs> i mean come on like the dude is <laughs> Every year, I can remember six years ago, and this is the thing is, especially as, you know, growing up a Steelers fan, I can't stand how good Tom Brady is at football. It's exhausting. When he had Randy Moss, they were the best offense ever, top two or three. And then, you know, when he has players you don't know, he's still great. And six years ago, I was saying, okay, finally, we can, Tom will be done. Like, this is the time Tom will be done. And I, I respect the hell out of him. It has nothing to do with actual disdain. It's just, as a sports fan, it just gets old, him being that good. And you watch him this year, that first week, I'm like, this is just, this is not fair. Like, the guy just doesn't seem to age. He, he continues to have a cannon. Uh, obviously, his brain uh, fires like crazy in the, in, in, in the NFL and in games. So, I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting it out, man. So, at this point, I've given up hope. He'll probably play till he's 75, and he'll still be really, really good. <laughs> Billy, I'm telling you, get rid of Chris Sims, replace him with Max Homa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the Giants minus three. Last game, we get you out of here. Uh, Cardinals at Panthers. Panthers minus two at home. Wow. Man, they don't like the cards at all. No, I know, right? That's crazy. Kyler Murray versus Baker That means Mayfield. you have to go. That means I have to go with the Panthers if that's it. Why? Because yeah. you feel like you, there's something there you're missing? <laughs> well, that's weird. If they're, they're minus two, that, that's, I know it's at home, but that's crazy. I have to go with the Panthers on that one. 
All right, I'm going to take the Cardinals just because Kyler Murray, you know? I'm just going to take the better quarterback. Uh, Oma, <laughs> you are such a big football. Hey, I'm never hey, going to talk hey. golf with you again, dude, ever, okay? I'm only going to talk football with you moving <laughs> That's forward. That's fine. I'd rather and talk kind about football than golf. Uh, no, I got through the kind bar. Thankfully, I finally got through it. Like, it just We're passed. We're very proud of you. <laughs> imagine, imagine if you wouldn't have. Like, if this would have been the end for you, you would have died on this call. Yeah, and it would have been the highest rated podcast we've ever had. I mean, <laughs> but how would how, how would you have felt dying talking to Max Homa eating a kind bar? Like, would you have been embarrassed or happy to go out that way? I it's hope that way. would be exactly on the on the headstone. Died talking to Max Homa, talking football <laughs> over a kind bar. It's exactly the way I'd want to go. It's a tough way to go out. <laughs> it's a tough way to go out. It's my dream way of going out. We appreciate it. Congratulations on everything going on uh, in your life, not just the golf, but uh, off the course as well. All Thank right, you guys man. very much. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thank you Max. so much. Thanks, Max. All right. See you, boys. Take care. All right. Better. Awesome, dude. Sorry I was choking for the first 15 You're minutes. good, man. That was All nice right. entertainment. <laughs> Thanks, Max. I appreciate it. <laughs> it is time for this week's edition of Stu You Got, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm on fire. I don't know what to tell you. 7-1 and one last week, college football. 15-5 and five on the season. Holy shit. I mean, seriously. Uh, here are the picks for this week. I'm getting carried away. I'm starting to feel good about myself. This is when it all goes to hell. And when I get there, I'll say hi to our Bryles for you. Washington. This is a Friday night game. Big game. At UCLA. Washington. I'm a big believer. They are minus two and a half. Washington wins by seven points. We go to Saturday's slate. Michigan. Minus 11 at Iowa. Michigan wins by 17. They cover the 11 points. Kentucky at Mississippi. Both teams undefeated. Both teams pretty good, I think. Kentucky's getting seven points. They're plus seven. I have Mississippi winning the game by a field goal, which means Kentucky covers. Kentucky plus seven is the pick. Duke minus three at home against Virginia. I don't know if Duke's any good. I know Virginia's not. I have Duke by 10 over Virginia. They cover the spread. Kansas, big believer in the Jayhawks from day one. They are plus three at home, taking on Iowa State. Kansas wins the game outright. They cover the spread. Kansas by a tutty. Texas A&M plus four at Mississippi State. Mike Leach and them boys. I don't know if Texas A&M is good. I don't know if Mississippi State is good. I'll take the points. Mississippi State loses the game. Texas A&M wins outright by a field goal. They cover the spread. Baylor, minus two. Take it on Oklahoma State. I have Baylor at home winning that game by 10 points. Minnesota, very good. Purdue, eh, they're two and two. I have Minnesota by 21 points at home. They cover the spread against Purdue. Utah, take it on Oregon State. If it was at Oregon State, I'd take them. It's not. It's at Utah. I take Utah, the Utes, by 17 over Oregon State. And finally, Washington State, minus four. Take it on Cal. I have Washington State covering the spread. They win the game by eight points. It's a weird margin. But I was tired of saying 17 or 7. Uh, we go to the NFL. Still having a good season there. 3-3-1 last week. 11-8-1. 
on the season. You're welcome, by the way. Vikings, minus two and a half. They're taking on the Saints. The Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, might get some playing time here. This game is being played in London. Vikings, minus two and a half. I have the Vikes covering the spread. They win by 10 points. Dallas, minus three at home against Washington. I'm going to take the Cowboys here. They win by four. They barely cover. Lions, minus four. Take it on Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Lions are a good team. Jared Goff having a sneaky good season. Good job by Dan Campbell. The Lions cover the spread. They win by seven. Packers, minus nine and a half. Take it on the Patriots. I am taking the Packers to beat Brian Hoyer. (laughs) I can't believe that guy's still playing quarterback for the Patriots. The Packers win by three touchdowns. How about that? And Belichick should be on the hot seat, but he's not. Giants, minus two and a half at home against the Bears. Giants, they bounce back after losing to Dallas. The Giants beat the Bears by a tutty. They cover the spread. Jets, plus three. Take it on the Steelers. Sorry, Smetty. Oh, this is a big one. Zach Wilson is back. I have the Jets winning the game outright. How about that? The Jets win by a field goal. They cover the spread. And the Jaguars take it on the Eagles in Philly. Now it's six and a half according to DraftKings. And what I am telling you is you only take this game if you're willing to buy the extra half point and get the Jags at plus seven. I have Philly winning by six points. How about that? I have chosen way too many games. Picked way too many games because I'm starting to feel good about myself. I am telling you right now, fade me. It all goes to shit right here. Billy's under the weather. He's not feeling good. He's yawning. He's a little cranky today. You want to give him a little pep talk, Sims? What are you feeling like, Billy? What's going on? Yeah, it's a little cold situation. You know what I mean? feel a little weak right? today under the weather. I've been sick for... Been sick for a week or so. They told me I shouldn't be going into work. A week of the cold? Did you get tested? You got COVID? You sure no, you're okay? It's, it's not COVID. It's because I we sent my daughter. My daughter started going to daycare, so like every other week now, she's sick and she has a fever and she has this and yeah. that. So I fought it off for a while, but then my my wife got sick, so it finally got to me. Yeah, yeah daycare is the f- worst. That's just like a cesspool of sickness. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Yeah, but when you have kids, you sign up for sickness. I mean, that's essentially what you're signing up for, right? No, no doubt about it. I'm kind of a germ freak. I'm like the kid, like the, the guy, the dad that like when my kids would get home from school, I'd be like, go take a shower, like <laughs> shower up right. and then come back down and then I'll hug you and kiss you or, you know, like don't, don't, don't be touching me with those hands yet until you wash your, until they're washed. Like uh, you're right. It's gross. There's no that's, doubt about it. That's so warm of you, Chris. I mean, yes. I am. Then I'm warm after that. I'm a cuddly dad. It's just right. like when it comes to germs and that crap, I'm not that cuddly then. Was it your job to put your hands between some guy's legs? Like with his, yeah, with it his, wasn't with his taint his sweat and all that? His I mean, like... and his balls. Okay. <laughs> but, was... but your kids need to go wash their hands. Got it. Well, yeah, definitely. And what do you think? I wasn't washing my hand after those instances. You haven't heard me talk about swamp bass before. I mean, that was an experience in itself. We had a center, John Wade, down in Tampa. And Tampa's like, people don't realize in like September, August, you, you guys know how hot it is. Yeah. But it's like throwing the football during that time of the year is an issue. It's like playing in the rain sometimes. And John Wade was swamp bass. He was my buddy. But like, to the point at the end of the second quarter in the first few weeks, 
I'd be getting the ball and be getting like sprayed in the face by his ass juices. All right. Oh, Jesus. So, huh. Yeah. Huh. It was disgusting. I'd smell the back of my hand and I'd be like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh. Eh, eh. most people don't realize like in the NFL, nobody wears a cup. Right. But I would make him change his pants at halftime. And oh, I know he was, you know, <laughs> mother me underneath his breath as he as he was doing it as he should he's blocking for you i mean he's doing the dirty work i mean he is he is by the way they both were struggling to throw the ball thing september october in tampa brady seems to be doing just fine with it i mean i'm just like he does well and brady's got a good routine with it too i mean brady's making his guys jump through hoops too brady have you seen what he does and they shove down the center's pants he gets a big towel like a huge towel and they fold it up and make him shove it in his pants because he learned, I think, too, like, wait, this is like playing in the rain Dude, here in training camp school. early in the year. So <laughs> he's got the right process. I saw it in person last year in week one for uh, Dallas uh, – Tampa Bay, I saw that big towel, and it's a smart move by him. Why would you smell your hand? Like, what did you think it would smell like? Well, you know, curiosity kills the cat every now and then. You got to try. I just had to smell it. I had to like, just see. Like, oh, Billy, I think he just... smelled it. And he's like, what's that smell? And he's like, is that my hand from Wade's ass? Like... Well, I think that's really what it was. I was like, wait, I'm getting a whiff here or something. What is that? And then once you smell it and you go bad, you're like, I put it in front of other guys' faces a little bit. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what? what is that? And they're like, that's John Wade's ass. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it Wade or someone else? Like the center where you walked up to him and you're like, man, I don't want to stick my hand to that guy's ass crack again. <laughs> like, well, who is, who's the it, guy? It's, uh, the, no, it, I mean, I, you know, you get over it. It's, it's, it's amazing how quickly you get over things in the heat of competition and trying to do well. But, like, those were – definitely come to moments like I'm in high school football and you know the center wears a cup and then even in college I believe my center wore the cup right I didn't really know and I got to the NFL and I was like whoa those are those are balls I feel I'm feeling balls like <laughs> and you know in the NFL nobody wants huh. to wear a cup it's hindering it, it re- restricts your movement it's not comfortable so right. nobody wears one in the NFL. Of the three of us, which one of the three of us would you least want to be your center? Ooh, wow. Mikey A is going to be my first center pick. First right. off, he's got the body. There's mm. a little cushion down there, right? <laughs> so yeah. it's going to work. You're it's not- going to be nice. I think our center to quarterback exchange is going to be very good. I'm not worried. And then sure I know is. he can block somebody. Right. Then it becomes between you, the two bony asses, right? And that's you and Billy. <laughs> Yeah, bony asses. Damn, nobody wants to put their hand on a bony ass, and then you know the ball gets snapped up there, and it's jamming against bone and the ball and everything yeah. else. So yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm probably gonna say you're least actually. You're probably the one I'd least want to take it, Stu Gods. Okay, I, I feel like Billy's probably at least like manscaped down there and cares about himself. You're just probably like hairy old man, don't even care, and who's yeah. all unkept and. Yeah. And bony. I don't want to go down there on used to gods. Stop caring a decade ago. You're right. It's a good call. <laughs> it's a good pick. <laughs> Seriously, it's a great pick by you. Uh, how was the game with your family? You went to the Giant game with your family. How was it? It was awesome. It really yeah. was. It just, yeah, it was so cool. Uh, it just, you know, it stumped they lost, but, uh, you know, it just was great to, for my kids to experience that a little bit. You know, especially my son, who's more into football, of course, than my daughter. My daughter at the fourth quarter was like, 
Can we leave now? Can we leave now? <laughs> it was a bad was game really, in her defense. I mean, oh, it, so it was, was Daniel really, Jones. <laughs> oh, she was really annoying me. She really was. Uh, but but she she sucked it up. We didn't get home to like two in the morning, right? And I had to get up at five thirty, so it wore my ass out. But you know, nonetheless, it was pretty good. And hey, you know, Mikey, yeah, that's something I'm going to hit on right there, just good. right off the bat, like. In the crowd, that's all you hear, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones. And you know me, I just can't help it. So there's a few times I turned around, I just went, who's he? Look at the play replay on the Megatron. Who's he supposed to throw to? Tell me. Tell me who he's supposed to throw to. Whoa, it's the worst pass protection we saw last weekend out of any game. You know? So, you know, I, I defend Daniel Jones and the fact that I, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but he gets ragged on too much. And he, he saved the game for them. If it's not for him and Saquon and, and, and his ability to get out of harm's way and run a little, I mean, the Giants would have had no chance there the other night. So that's where I feel myself defending him a little bit. But, Sims, they do have a decision to make at the most important position in sports with Daniel Jones. Like, I, I, yes. can't, I can't imagine they would sign him to a big contract or a long extension based on how he's played through five years, you know? I, 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 would, I think that's fair. I think the route he's on right now, because I, I really do think he's playing really good football for what there is out there. I mean, again, one thing I saw in person just for you guys to hear is like almost instantly I went, oh, my gosh, the Cowboys are way more talented than the New York Giants. You could see it right away in person. My son saw it. My wife, she like in the middle of the first quarter was like, is it me or the Cowboys a lot bigger than the Giants? I was like, yes, they are. You're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, so it jumps out to you that way. And. You know, but I think your your thought there is right because I can't imagine him blowing it out of the water this year. And I think if they do resign, uh, re-sign him, which I think if he continues to play the way he's playing, he will get re-signed, but it won't be something that they get stuck with for a long time in case things do go south or it doesn't turn out the right way. Um, but, but, you know, again, I think they want to like him. They want to make it work. They know they haven't supported him the right way. And I, like I said, I think if he plays this way, I think he'll, you know, maybe get a two-year, three-year contract and kind of going to have to, you know, continue to prove himself to a degree. A lot of good quarterbacks in the draft, though, supposedly, you know? There, it does seem that way. I'm with you. I mean, you know, I mean, we know the, the Ohio State, Alabama guys, right? The yep. kid at Kentucky certainly catches my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid at Tennessee, and I'm bad with names in college football okay. right now. He's a player. Yes. He has caught my eye Very from good. week one when I saw him play, or week two I saw him play against Pitt. I, 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 he's another guy that's in that, that conversation. And, uh, yeah, it does seem like there's a, there's a crop of guys that certainly can excite you if you're a team that needs a quarterback after this year. Uh, Sims, the team you have fallen in love with, and you're not alone, by the way, and you said it last week, is the Jaguars. You like yeah. it, and that's a great game this week with the Eagles. I think the three games I'm most excited to see this weekend are that game, you know, Dougie Fresh Peterson yeah. in Philadelphia, the Ravens and the Bills, and then Mahomes and Brady, right? Those are the three marquee games of the weekend, in my opinion. How do I even say this? Like, first off, a little like Miami last year to that extent where I just go, whoa, this team has got a lot of young talent, some size and some speed in the right positions, and it just pops off the screen to you. And I know some Chargers players got hurt in that game and whatever else, but that was a pretty dominant effort. That's two weeks in a row where it's dominance. And it's like, it's no doubt about who the better team in the field was that day. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I will not be shocked if they pulled off an upset this weekend against Philadelphia. 
the, the Doug Peterson push and, you know, the energy around that. And then I'm so impressed with him and his evolution of the deep, his offense, right? Like a little bit like Dan Quinn from the Falcons to the Cowboys, where, you know, at the end of the Dan Quinn era in Atlanta, I was like, this is so predictable and it's so bland that everybody's torching it. It's like he took a year off and self-evaluated or self-scouted thyself. And he's now runs every defense under the sun and they're well coached. And I go, damn, Dan Quinn's a hell of a defensive coach. Same with Doug Peterson, where I just, at the end of Philadelphia, I was like, is it going to be shotgun, two receivers to the right and a tight end to the receiver to the left every play? I mean, that's all we're going to do now. And their offense has so much to offer now. They got a pretty big, powerful offensive line. They can run. They can run play action. They can spread you out and do the stuff they used to do in Philadelphia. But, man, they have a wide inventory of plays. And then I have a man crush on that defense, like I told you last week, too. So I'm excited for that game. I think that's a little bit of a two freaky teams going against each other. going to be a good battle. They'll take them seriously if they beat the Eagles. Like people will start taking Jacksonville real seriously if they beat them in Philadelphia, Chris. No, no doubt. Yeah. And even if, if they don't, I, I'll be shocked. Like even if they don't win, I'll be shocked if it's not a close football game. I really I will. Agree. All right, Sims, before we get to the Jets, just a couple of teams here. Tell me what's going on. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Like what are you seeing there? Why is that not working? Well, they're built for another way of playing football from the Gruden era. That would be the first thing. And then the second thing I would say is, O-line, not that great, right? And they don't have anything on defense other than Max Crosby. It's about as average as it gets. So I think you might see a lot of these games where it's real competitive and close and they're going to lose a heartbreaker because I just don't think there's enough playmakers on their football team to go around and help them get over the hump uh, and the right type of players for the McDaniels, New England way they want to play. How about the Cardinals? Cardinals offense sucks. Yeah. Lacks imagination. You know, there's nothing to it at all. It's just simple pass schemes. It's very easy to break down. You know, they can't really run the ball with any power that way. The defense is respectable. They, they lack big time players on their front too. But Vance Joseph, I think, is a very creative, good coach on the defensive side of the ball. The offensive side of the ball it, it, I think in the NFL, it's just too easy. It, the, the people have figured out how they attack and what they do. All right, so the Broncos are 2-1 and one in that division, which is fine, but the offense has been dreadful. So what are you seeing there just with the offense? Yeah, like, you know, I think Russell's still kind of adjusting. I think they're adjusting to what Russell likes and wants to do. Russell's got to learn to pull the trigger with receivers over the middle a little bit more and be a little more aggressive, right? So th- I think there's that, but like, I'm not giving up hope on the Broncos yet. I'm not. You know, I, we've seen they're run, they can run the ball pretty good. That was a gr- that's a great defense they played last week. So let's not forget that. I mean, the right. 49ers will be in the top five in defense when it's all mm-hmm. said and done, and they are right now, I believe. So you know, it's not easy, but they're running the ball and their defense is real. So they're I, I expect them to win an ugly game this weekend against the Raiders. But I think, you know, as the season goes, you'll see the pass game come along and Russell get more and more uh, comfortable with what he's, what he's doing. The one thing I worry about Russell is what you heard Collinsworth say in the last drive of the game. Where's the Ru- – Russell's got to play a little more backyard football again. Yes. If he wants to be Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, well, you got to start making some of those plays. It can't just be, just be perfect and the play's got to be perfect and I'm throwing in the pocket. Where's some of the Russell movement and magic that stresses defense out? He's got to help them out too. 
But you've seen enough of Russ, like he's earned it, right? You've seen enough where you know that thing's going to come around. It I would think right? so. Yeah, I yeah. don't think he's ever going to be as magical running as he used to be. Right. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving up on Russell Wilson yet. After you know three weeks of the new team that didn't play in the preseason, you know when it should have beat Seattle if they don't fumble twice on the one foot line. They had a good offense out outing that game. You know, week two, yeah, it was rough. People have a hard time throwing the ball against Houston. It's a real thing. So, you know, that's an issue. And then last week, like we said, the 49ers, that was no easy task against that team. Chris, I have, I, I'm going to say this. I, he hasn't won a Super Bowl. It goes against everything I believe. But he's won an MVP. He's won a couple of playoff games. There is a quarterback. And we, we sit here. We talk about Mahomes. We talk about Allen. We still talk about Rodgers. We talk about Brady. We talk about Herbert out in San Diego. Uh, Lamar Jackson is on pace for 60-plus total touchdowns and is tied for fourth in the NFL with Christian McCaffrey in rushing. Uh, Sims, he's the best player I've ever seen. Like, to stand out, to be that kind of athlete on a field full of world-class athletes, to stand out the way he does is incredible to me. It, it's, it is incredible. And he just keeps getting better. And, like, yes. answers the question. You know, <laughs> last year – you know, I got a little at a point where I just like, man, is why are we so aggressive? Or that's a bad decision. And why is he doing that? And, you know, he, he didn't play his best football. Man, he's on fire right now. Crazy. And to add to your points, Dugas, because you said it all right. You're right. I mean, it's a past first run football team. I mean, they're built to run the ball and they can't run it unless he does. Right. And then and then he dices you up in the pocket like. So, you know, all those worries people had about like, well, well, if, if he ever hurts his knee or his ankle, that's why we don't want to commit money to him because, you know, then he won't be able to run and he's not going to be as good. I want to be like, no, you're, you're wrong. He's got an elite arm. He throws a ton of balls, sidearm and everything like that, almost as much as Josh Allen and Mahomes. Mm -hmm. And he's a great decision maker. He's on fire right now. I mean, he is the MVP of football. The, the big problem with them is their defense. Yeah. Their defense sucks, like you heard me say. It's, it sucks. It really does. They can't rush the passer, and then they have to blitz to get pressure, and then they're not that good enough in the secondary just to man people up and say, hey, we got it over here, no worries. So that, that's where I worry about them as a team, but uh, Stugatz, he's, he's amazing. You're, amazing. I mean, he's definitely in the conversation for one of the best players in football. No doubt. All right. Uh, this is a big week for me and Mikey A. Uh, it's a big week for you, Sims. Uh, Mikey A, got, listen, you got your wish, Mikey A. Zach's coming back. I wanted Flacco in. I wanted the Jets to win and have make a really difficult decision. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but he's going points ain't going to do it. I, I know. Uh, what can we expect here? What are you expecting here from Zach Wilson, Chris? It's a very tough position, right? you know, to not practice for basically a month and now – you know, get what last week's practice and now go out and play and you haven't played a game and you got to go into Pittsburgh and play that defense, which is does a million different things. And they're back to against the wall because they're one and two. Like it, it's not it's not going to be easy where I, I think Zach Wilson's his physical ability is going to show itself. I'm not worried about that. You know, whether he's on his best a game this weekend, you know, I, I doubt that I, I doubt he will be. But here's the one thing I'll say. First off, you know, and I have a lot of Jets fans that come up to me in the gym and all that. And, and you know, the, the Flacco, oh, he came back from behind with the Browns. Well, yeah, the Browns um, shit down their leg and pissed down the other leg and messed up some of the most easy situational football there is to where 
it, it didn't. I mean, the 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 competitive part of the game, they were down thirty to seventeen. This people need to remember that. All right, and then Joe Flacco gives your team no juice, none. I mean, how many times last week is he going to hold the ball in the pocket and pack it, and like somebody's going to miss him? He's like, wait, nobody else is here. I'll just keep doing that. I mean, Cut he that does man it every some week. Slack. He's an old school quarterback. Like he does it every week, and then he he provides no emotion for the football team. Right. I mean, it's literally right. walk off the field, walk on the field, sit on the bench. He does nothing for the team. So that's where I'm confident Zach Wilson's going to give the team a little more pizzazz and juice. I'm going to pick Pittsburgh to win like an ugly game right. this weekend. I really feel like if Zach Wilson had one other game under his belt, I kind of like the Jets offense. We see some weapons there. Like, I, I think there's potential. But, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see what Zach Wilson looks like for sure. It smells to me like you were preparing for the loss, like you were setting it up so that you could come back next week and be like, I told you he wasn't going to look good because yeah. he didn't get to practice and all that. Meanwhile, maybe he's just not that good. Oh, boy. Well, maybe, maybe. He and if it gets him. to that point, As- I'm not going to judge it off of just this game. That's my point. Just like anything. Man, There's the a lot here too. to go. And – like what? Are you picking the Are you picking the Jets this weekend to win oh, the game? Terrifying. Hell no! I'm not picking the Jets to win this game. <laughs> All right. Well, I just because I, I like am. the kid and believe in him doesn't mean I just pick him to win the game. All right. PFT with Mike Florio every day on Peacock Unbutton Podcast as well. Football Night in America this Sunday night. It is the Bucks and the Chiefs. It is Chris Sims. We appreciate you, dude. We will talk to you next week, man. I love you guys. Get better, right. Billy. You the man, Mikey A. You the man. Go Jets. Go Zach Wilson. <laughs> all right, and yeah. two dots. Yeah. I don't want to take any center snaps from your bony, hairy ass, all right? right. Ungroomed, dude. I mean, you nailed it <laughs> perfectly, dude. Thank I just you. let it all hang out. Ungroomed and washed. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> all right, guys. See you, dude. Everyone's reaction last week when Gord stood up was the funniest thing that happened the whole show. He did it twice. It was just his helmet just right in our face. Like, how could you not? <laughs> And I guarantee you he had no idea what he was doing, which makes it even worse. No, not, not the first time. I think the second time he had an idea because all of our reactions. No, he knew. Were... He knew. Yeah, the second time. The John second right. time he did, for sure. What's up, Chris? Yeah, what's up, guys? <laughs> Feeling good over there, pal. Hey, Chris, yeah, we yeah. didn't go 0-5, baby. Hey, what'd I go? What'd I go? What's my new record? Well, Stugatz has them all, but Mojo, you're going to be happy with some of these records. I, I don't think so. Did somebody just ask for records? Yeah. Oh, who? Mojo? Not me. No, hell no, not me. Okay. <laughs> You're in first, in Mojo. Mojo, Still you well, he's the spreadmaster. Yes, he's in first place. Yes, after. Yes. Uh, Mojo. This is how bad this crew is at picking games. You went one in three, and you're still in first place. <laughs> <laughs> I went 0 for 3 going into Monday Night Football with a bet on the Dallas Cowboys. So I was really worried that all that trash talk we threw at Chris for going 0 and 5, which is, of course, worse than 0 and 4 would have been, uh, was going right. to come back and blow up in my face. All right, I'm going to give you the records right now. Last week, just so we're clear, we'll get to this week's games in a second here. Mojo, 1 and 3. Chris, Oops. you were two and two. Yeah. I've like, <laughs> set the bar so fing low that Chris is happy with his two and two. <laughs> Where if you see Chris's like bet, you still lost money. I mean, lost the juice. <laughs> lost the you juice. You literally exactly. see how happy he was going 500. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I beat Mojo. Beat Mojo. That's all he cares about. Uh, Java's coin, two and two. 
Well done, Jabba. Uh, wow. K-Funk, one in three. I'm sorry, my friend. Hey, I watched that entire Denver game, dude. Was the worst I've ever seen Russell play in his life. And then he just comes down and just class possession. me. That was a bad game. You didn't get enough in there. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're at yeah. quota. Billy's got to do some work, a little editing. Yeah, yeah just a little. Yep. Yeah. All right. So K Funk one and three. Uh, Kurt Angle went two and two. Gordy was three and one. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a good week for Gord. No question about it. For the season, fellas, Chris, you are four and 11. Good start. Thanks for a good comeback. Listen. Listen. Listen, two and two last week, though. I mean, it's starting to turn around for you. Coming back. (laughs) Where are you driving to right now, Chris? Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes people have to actually work around here. Mm, And, uh, uh, um, you know, when you tell us about the Zoom call the same day, 20 minutes before it, it's hard to. It was brought up yesterday. It was brought up yesterday. Uh, So I'm giving a big shout out to Ice Shaker. I'm leaving the warehouse right now. We had so many orders. I had to go in and uh, help them out. It was one of those, uh, one of the (laughs) big jugs for um, myself and Carter. Oh, yeah. Those ones, I think the color you wanted was still sold out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm still waiting on any color, mind you. Yeah, no doubt. That was the best best promo you've done ever. ever. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening. I took notes last week from Gord. You know, first you got to put your piece in the camera, which I forgot to do. And then uh, just don't tell anyone where to buy them at. So I made sure to don't tell you guys. Everything's sold out. They're not sold out either. They're they're in stock. IceShaker.com. There you go. <laughs> Look at him go. Yeah. That's amazing. Well done. He does. He deserves, he deserves a round of applause. You're right. Uh, all right, here we go. So we have Jabba. Now, Mojo, you're going to love this. Both Jabba and K-Funk, they are tied for second. They are both six and nine. So I they're winning. Well, I'm wow. done. I retire. Yeah. That's it. No more picks. They're in first place. Retire the coin. Go Florida. <laughs> and uh, Mojo, uh, the spread master, is uh, seven and eight. So I really yeah. needed to go zero for four last yeah. week. So I would be six and nine too. What a mistake right. I made. That's mm. way you're worse. Dis- you're disappointed that you're seven and eight, huh? Well, naturally, yes, it's a losing record. But yeah, I'd prefer to be lower than seven. Hey, you want to hear uh, a, a story? Not really. It's not really a story. <laughs> I petitioned the WWE video game. They had my rating one year. I don't remember what it was, but. I legit got a petition going to decrease my total score to a 69 rating, and they didn't do it because they didn't understand it. They couldn't (laughs) fathom that someone was trying to lower their score. They said it was a first. (laughs) Then for my little uh, WrestleMania plaque here, usually people were like asked for like number one if the of the limited edition or like their jersey number or something and i recorded i i requested number 69 for that one too and that was also a first <laughs> he's there for a yeah, yeah 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 I, I think yeah. i have number 15 so yeah wait Please. did someone say that mojo's piece was in the camera almost <laughs> that's what they <laughs> when he moved almost <laughs> i know the rules i got a question did anyone see mojo's instagram story yesterday chris did no. you see it no he's looking real uh this guy was laying on a massage table on TikTok on his phone with a mach- some kind of electronic machine on his stomach giving him abs. What? Can you explain uh, K-Funk throwing me an alley-oop early today. It's not even the end of the show. Wait, Mojo, explain yourself. What was going on there? 
Yeah, I was doing M-Sculpt, man. I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, you got to give it a shot. I was at Dr. Vargas's office at Luminovane and Aesthetic. And, uh, dude, it's like this electric device that they put on your abs or wherever you want. It it's, does uh, electric contractions on your muscles. Right. And there's like a heat component, too. So, like, when you when you sit there and this thing's, like, you know, strapped up on you, it's the equivalent of doing like 20,000 sit-ups in 30 minutes and it like burns fat through their heat element while you're doing it. You just lay there and then the machine kicks on and just like pulses the muscles for you. And then there's an option, you know, for them to uh, cut out the soreness. I This was my first time doing it. It was sweet. I would recommend someone lock Chris on one and throw away the key so he can actually get Jack for for once in his life but yeah you should check it out it's pretty dope actually so chris so, is in the gym chris is in the gym three hours a day and you're just sitting on this thing just with electronics just doing your work huh <laughs> well the thing is chris spends three hours in the gym for a workout that i can do in maybe like 15 20 minutes with way bigger weights you know wow. chris okay. is the guy at the gym that's like am rapping like uh you know 95 pounds on the bench press but are you a little skeptical about the fact that like there's they someone has figured out a way for you to get a six pack of abs without doing a single sit-up like come on man well i mean you just still want to diet and work out with it it's just supposed to like be an additional workout with you but dude i'm telling you when you're on that thing the way it like contracts the muscles you're getting more of a contraction than you do when you work out especially with the sissy weights chris uses like it's like pretty max effort so are you so like sore it, today like does this hurt no, so that's the thing they have like this little setting that ticks out like the uh, lactic acid so you feel completely fine that day the next day two days after you don't feel any soreness but you're so trying to like one of those like us athletes you know there's only three of us in here but um is it like the old school just like stem where you like put it on and it contracts it's kind of similar like think that concept because it is that's the closest thing I would relate it to. But the uh, like the surface area of it is way bigger. So like when you put it on your abs, it'll cover the entire ab section. And then. Oh, like, so it's not just like the little sticky ones that we used to have. No, no, no. It's, oh, it's okay. like a big like handle based thing. And then they have like sleeves for your arms or legs if you want to use those. Job is asking a lot of questions bill <laughs> I mean, no because i because when when i did track in college that stem thing i loved it because like i sprayed my ankles really? a couple times yeah and i would have i would lie to the trainer and i would see how high i could go on it like they'd be like do you feel it i'm like no 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 and my toes would be curling they're like how can you yeah. not feel this because i would try to have them crank it up as high as they could and see how much pain i could take before i like flinched but that's the thing. It contracts your muscles so much. So it's like kind of a workout. These have like different electric currents, though. So it's more muscle bur- uh, building and like fat burning than more like recovery based, like uh, like the stim units primarily for. But dude, yeah, it's crazy. You'll, you'll feel your depending on which part you're getting done. The fingers curl up, the toes curl up. They have a different device called an Mcella. that's like a throne that you sit on and that's shut our, up that's for your seat it's mostly for the ladies i think uh but it, that one feels weird man I, I sat on that for like five seconds i was like oh boy <laughs> all right boys let's get to the games here we'll start with the bills at the ravens uh the ravens are plus three and a half at home lamar jackson uh having his best season which is ridiculous considering he won an mvp but Bills at Ravens, let's go to the spread master first because he's in first place. 
uh, even though he's uh, <laughs> even though he's seven and eight. Uh, <laughs> Mojo, go ahead. <laughs> First place, seven and eight. Go ahead. Who are you taking here? I'm just glad I'm not six and nine, or else I'd have to abstain every single pick this week and the rest of the season. So maybe it's for the best. But uh, this is a tough one. I I love the Bills. They're balling out. Bills Mafia is the most entertaining fan base. In the league, love them, but I'm a Maryland guy. You know, University of Maryland, Ravens are at home. We just had this whole conversation about the quarterback. So I don't know where to go. I know I'm going to be at this game, powerbombing Bills fans through tables. So in the end, I'm taking the Ravens. All right. Long way to get to that pick. You're taking the Ravens plus three and a half points. Give me the uh, points. Home. All right. I mean, he, he is hosting the party if he can get there. Right. If, are you just yeah, hosting? I, what are you doing? Are you a hype man at football games now? Is that is that brother, the deal? I'm hosting the tailgate for Jimmy Seafood, man. It's going to be the biggest tailgate there. We got shenanigans lined up, man. It's going to be crazy. The last Bills game I went to, we uh, we we slammed somebody through a uh, flaming table that was pretty big. We got to up the ante this year, so I got to figure out how to do that. So I'm, right. I, I'll tell you this. I take the Ravens if I'm there. If I'm not there, I'll take the Bills. Wait, no. Here we, we go. go. We got your pick. Hold Hold on. On. By the way, Mojo, I don't want you to think you're going to Buffalo. You're going to Baltimore this week, okay? The game's yes, in Baltimore, Baltimore okay? Um, slam some Ravens fans through a table. Billy, what are you laughing at? Because <laughs> just at one week, he's promoting sunglasses. The next week, it's seafood. And now he's just, depending on if he's in a game or not, is who he's picking. <laughs> Shout out to Paragon Talent Group bringing in all the best deals for all the top guys. Listen, man, the guy's in first place, Billy. He's his friend master. Uh, let's yeah, go to uh, Chris. Chris, who are you taking here? Bills at Ravens. Ravens plus three and a half. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Bills here. I got to make up some ground on Mojo. Uh, you have to make up ground on everyone, <laughs> not just on the Zoom, just in general, whoever gambles. <laughs> you have to make up ground on mediocrity. <laughs> We're going Bills. All right, you're going Bills here. Let's go to K-Funk. K-Funk, who are you going with? I'll take the Bills. All right, K-Funk is taking the Bills. Uh, Java, get that coin ready. Heads is Bills, tails Ravens. Flip it. Heads. All right, you have the Bills, Buffalo Bills. Uh, we go to Seahawks at Lions. I will start with Chris first here. Lions, sneaky good. Seahawks, they have Geno Smith. Lions are minus five. <laughs> wow. They're minus five at home. Uh, so let's go to Chris first. Chris, who are you taking here? That's tough. That's tough. Lions are at home. Minus yeah, five. Lions are at home. I can't remember the last time the Lions were a favorite, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to take the points here. All right. Take it to Seattle. Seattle. Yep. Uh, K-Funk, who are you going with here? Seahawks at Lions. Lions minus five. I'll take the Lions at home. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, Mojo. Mojo, who are you going with? Lions minus five at Seahawks. I think the spread master agrees with, uh, with Chris, actually, here. And I'm going to take the points. Okay. But that means I'm taking the Lions. Okay. I can't wait for the day until you, like, when you come and tell us you're doing a one o'clock tailgate and then a four o'clock tailgate. Like, another state, <laughs> another game, another stadium. Uh, you should do that. Little double dip. And then do the Sunday night game. Let's go to Java's <laughs> point. Heads is Seahawks and Tails is Lions. Flip it. Tails. All right. You have the Detroit Lions. All right. Commanders at Cowboys. K Funk coming to you first here. Cowboys minus three and a half. Uh, Dallas coming off a big win against the Giants Monday Night Football. Uh, K-Funk, who are you going with? 
even though Mojo's from Washington, D.C. area, I would never in my life pick the Commanders. So I'm going to take Dallas. All right, so you're going Cowboys there. Mojo, we go to you here. Cowboys minus three and a half, taking on Carson Wentz and the Commanders. Well, I'm going to hold it down for D.C., and I'm going Commanders, buddy. We're going to flip the script here. Okay. Uh, Chris, who are you going with here? Commanders at Cowboys. Cowboys minus three and a half. I'm taking points again. Give me, uh, give me the Commanders. All right, Jobby, here we go. Heads, Commanders, Tails, Cowboys. Tails. All right, you have the Dallas Cowboys. Well done. I like your coin this week. Uh, let's go uh, Bears at Giants. Final game. Only doing four games here, guys. Bears at Giants. Giants. The Bears are the worst 2-1 team I've ever seen in my life. The <laughs> Giants are the second worst 2-1 team I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the Giants are at home. They are minus three. And we will start with uh, Mojo. Mojo, Giants, yeah. minus three at home against the Bears. Give me the Giants, baby, taking the points because the Bears still suck. Okay. Moving forward, can you sing all your picks to us? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Bears are serious about a new stadium? Where the hell would that be at? I don't know. There was like a rendering on Twitter, and I was like, where where would it even go? No, I think they were trying to get an indoor stadium, and I maintain that football should only be played outside in Chicago. That's it. They were trying to get like some sort of dome stadium, you know? Yes, yeah, I, I saw like the virtual stuff, but I was like, you're really going to leave Soldier Field and outside in the history of what Chicago is, even though they suck, but like, <laughs> I mean, there. but that field's like never in good shape ever. You ever watch the game on that field? It's it terrible. can't be. Right. It never, I mean, it's, it's kind of like Nebraska in the weather. One day it's 75 and then the next day it's eight feet of snow. Exactly right. Chris, who you taking? Bears at Giants. Giants minus three. Let me, let me uh, I'm going to go Giants here. All right. Good job. Uh, Chris, I like your picks for some reason this week. Uh, K-Funk, where are you going? I got to take the Giants. Okay. Uh, Jabba. Heads, Bears, Tails, Giants. Heads. All right, you have the uh, you have the Bears. <laughs> Congratulations. The coin never gets old to me, dude. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. I love you guys. Uh, so, Mojo, you want to promote anything on the way out for yourself, any, for anyone? Anything, anything I else? I feel like we did this the whole show. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I, this is this is my time. Look, we can't cut my time here. Time we to got shine. a big one today, guys. We got a really big one today. And we're talking about fan field NFTs, baby. Check them out. It's a new sports NFT platform partnered up. They got tons of big names already. It just launched. Adrian Peterson's on board. Of course, he had that awesome boxing fight recently, but uh, <laughs> this is going to change the game of NFTs, ladies and gentlemen, creating a fan experience like none other from before. A lot of wrestlers about to be joining this platform. Uh, you got to check it out. Go on Instagram. Check out Fanfield NFTs. It's uh, it's the talk of the town right now, baby. All right. Why don't you ask the folks from Fanfield if we can have uh, Adrian Peterson on next week with us, okay? That sounds great. All right, good. Uh, and Carter, too, Jabba. Don't forget. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what time uh, he has his free block. We, I mean, All his agents. Maybe, maybe don't send it. Don't send it twenty minutes before, but we'll we'll have it locked in. Java, uh, Java. the same manager for your son that offered another child a thousand dollars to switch jersey numbers for him with the little league team. I can't believe he didn't take it. He's, it still baffles my mind that what? he wouldn't get. You didn't hear the story? No. 
So Carter's wore eight um, his entire life because my best friend growing up died of a brain tumor. And the one thing that I've done my whole career was wear something that added up to eight. And so Carter carried that on through his career. So this was his first year of varsity. And there was a senior that had number eight. And I was like, Carter, let's I go offer him a couple hundred bucks for the number. And then it got it got to a thousand and the kid still wouldn't take it. So Carter had to wear 18 his first year because there was an eight in it. Yeah, thousand bucks and he wouldn't give up number eight. For for a kid. For a kid? Where's this kid now? I guarantee he's not playing college anywhere, is he? No, he's a super, super brain, super smart. He's just going to college in Nebraska. He's not a loser. He, he passed out a thousand dollars, Dean. That's smart. <laughs> I was yeah, exactly. a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, it was like <clears throat> it was started at like 200 because I thought that would do it. And then I was like, dude, we'll give him a thousand bucks and then we'll donate it. We'll do whatever. I don't care. Java, I want this kid on the podcast next week. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> bring Carter. Hey, bring Carter and this kid on the podcast. Yeah, bring Carter and the kid. We'll settle it right here, okay? Let's do it. Carter was like, Dad, it's fine. He's a senior. He's not going to play baseball anymore. I'll still be here. And I'm like, no, that's not the point. Right. He's an idiot. I mean, he turned down $1,000. Who does that? <laughs> didn't even go on to play, you know? He probably, hey, he probably founded Fanfield. Now he's Mojo's boss. So who knows? We can't talk too much. We can't talk too much about the kid. No, but time out, though. Can somebody explain an NFT? Either that or C-sculpting. <laughs> M-sculpt. Oh, hey, what's an NFT? Hey, you know what goes really good with NFTs? Jimmy Seafood. Oh, no. <laughs> Where I'll be hosting the tailgate on Sunday. God bless football. Thank you, fellas. Appreciate hey, it. Boys.